Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. We're getting some momentum here and things are becoming more and more fun. Um, Hope you enjoy and uh, share with your friends. Welcome back to the Power of Influence podcast. This is your host, Nick Mullen, and this is episode six. Um, Another guest today. The last two were pretty dope. um, And, you know, the last one went for an hour and a half and I was kind of, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous to, to, you know, edit all that content because, uh, it took me about three hours to edit that last video that I posted on Instagram, which was about a minute long. So times that by, you know, what is that, you know, 120 minutes or something like that. Right, right. Yeah. Well, yikes. Okay. Yeah. So today we have Evan Transu, um, AKA health coach Ev on the podcast. And this one's going to be super interesting for those of you that might be seeing this clip uh visually um you can see the the, the bug glass <laughs> are those are those red are those red or orange they're red they're red um yeah. we're gonna go into you know the the glasses he's wearing and why he's wearing them actually i'm wearing some myself you can see the reflection in uh in my glasses right now they're probably not as as heavy duty as his but but um uh they're all for the same purpose um for, for some context, Evan is a functional health coach and professional speaker. Um, you know, during this, I want to definitely dive into the, the professional speaking a little bit because that's something that I'm super interested in, like the actual, like, you know, preparation behind it and the, um, you know, the, you know, all the things that go into it. Cause I know sure. that's a very complex thing. And a lot of people have, um, a lot of people have a lot of nervousness around that. Um, and we'll talk about some flow state, I guess, probably too, cause that's, I'd love to, because I've dealt with a lot of that stuff myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not a natural presenter by any means. So Mm -hmm. yeah, when we get to that, we get to that, but that's great. Cool. Yeah. Why don't you uh, just introduce yourself and kind of give a little context about what you do, how you, maybe a little bit of your story. I I know you have some, you know, a bit of story behind what you do um, and all that good stuff. Sure. So yeah, I'll try to keep this as um, summarized as possible. Uh, But for me, yeah, my name's Evan Transu. I'm 24 years old and I started out pretty much as a very normal guy, uh, normal life. I had great friends, good family. We grew up in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, nice suburban area. I mean, it's about as, honestly, if you just were talking about the lottery that you could get being born and into this world, I think that's about as good as it gets. And at about five years old though, I started experiencing certain health issues. So I started experiencing panic attacks and I just want to be clear with people. I've never really had anyone give me a hard time with this, but it is atypical for a five-year-old, especially a five-year-old male, to be dealing with actual panic attacks, but they really were. They were genuine panic attacks. And we went to the doctor at the time because that was when things really started changing for me. And like I was getting these headaches as well. I would get migraines. Um, and all these things were really starting to happen in like that five to eight-year-old range. So 95% of the time, I was this really goofball kid. Um, I wasn't like good at sports or anything like that. I wasn't the best at talking to people, but I was really, really good at school. I did extremely well um, on my grades and stuff like that. So I had a bright future in that regard, and I was happy. So 95% of the time, there's nothing to worry about, but 5% of the time, there was these warning signs going on with the panic attacks, with the migraines, with the headaches. And we even went to the doctor at one point, and this was a well-meaning dude, nothing wrong with this guy. I still know this doctor. And he basically just said, this isn't something to worry about. Evan just gets himself a little too worked up. He's a thinker. It's, he's going to outgrow it, and everything's going to be fine. 
But the thing was, I didn't end up outgrowing it. I didn't end up outgrowing any of these things, actually. And as time went on, these issues began to stack. And in about, I mean, I'm kind of extending here, but again, just for the summary, from five to 15 years old, during that time, things were getting slowly, slowly worse. And now I'm sitting with full out panic disorder, getting daily panic attacks. Um, at one point, it was for about three, four months straight, at least one panic attack a day. I mean, it was awful. Um, generalized anxiety disorder, major depressive disorder, and I got a bunch of physical health issues as well. So these things, it, it happens so subtly. I always try to explain that to people because if you just had any person that had all these things going on, you're like, well, why wouldn't you do something? Like, weren't you more involved? Why weren't you guys going to doctors all the time? And we kind of were going to doctors all the time, my parents and I. But when a person only changes a half a percent or a fraction of percent every single day over many years, you kind of normalize what's going on. And it's not something that's really, I don't think, addressed or talked about as much. So I ended up going from being, I mean, literally one of the top students in Central Bucks School District uh, based on state standardized testing to not finishing high school. I got kicked out 17 days into my senior year. I was in a really, really bad place mentally. Um, I was selling drugs myself, mainly wheat. And I just was using drugs every single day from Xanax to alcohol to marijuana, especially marijuana. And I had become someone that I just wasn't. Like this was not me at all. I never wanted to be that person. I was the last person in my friend group to try weed or alcohol. I, I just didn't have that curiosity. And it's a natural curiosity, I think, with those things that some people have. But I was scared to do those things. But once I finally gave in and tried them, they were my escape. It was, it had been 10, 11 years because I didn't start drugs until I was about 15, late 15 years old. I've been dealing with these mental health issues this whole time, these physical health issues. And it wasn't a perfect escape, but it was an escape nonetheless. And for a little bit, I didn't have to deal with all these things I didn't want to deal with because I didn't like talking about the things I was going through. And it sucked because I was smart enough to hide it. So I could keep my mental health issues to myself. Yes, my parents knew when I was having a panic attack in front of them. No, they did not know I was suffering from major depressive disorder and thinking about, you know, what it would be like if I were to do something that would result in me, you know, not being on this earth anymore. The fact that I didn't think it was worth it to really be living and not so much in the sense of just, it's not like there was no reason to that. It was kind of a thing of, okay, I just, how am I supposed to keep going like this? And, um, I ended up getting kicked out of high school and it was during that next year after that, that was a really transformative moment for me. Um, I was lucky enough to get around some really excellent people. Um, I also had kind of an epiphany moment, if you will. It was the New Year's Eve, I'll put that back on. Uh, the New Year's Eve, um, I got arrested and kicked out in September of 2013 and it was the New Year's Eve of that year. So a few months later where I had this like epiphany moment with my girlfriend at the time and it just made me realize that I wasn't going anywhere in life. Like there was no direction. I had no high school diploma. I had no plan and no one was going to help me. And I don't mean in the sense of I didn't have support from friends and family, I did, but this wasn't something that mommy and daddy could just buy my way out of. Like yeah. I actually had to take responsibility for my life and do something. And wow, man, that was the first time in 18 years I had taken personal responsibility for anything in my fucking life. So mm -hmm. that was a tough thing to do. Um, but once I did, it was kind of, 
and really it was all uphill from there. I've had challenges, but I got into personal development. I got around the right people. And once I was introduced to that lifestyle, I just, I seriously have not slowed down in the last five and a half years. I love living a motivated and inspired life. I love having passion. I love having purpose. And I've been able to change a lot of things around. So that's kind of how um, I got here now. Yeah, man. I dig it. What was the, you, t- you mentioned like uh, the, your, like your breakthrough moment or your, I don't know if you would call it your rock bottom moment. Sure. Um, like, was it, was a, like, did a specific thing happen? Like, wh- like, what was that moment like? Yeah, yeah, I'll share it. It's kind of funny considering all the other things that happened because I always, um, when I'm in a school or something, I'm like, believe it or not, it was not getting kicked out of high school. It was not spending my 18th birthday on house arrest. It was not the fact that I'm like sitting in a juvenile detention facility jail cell a week mm-hmm. before my birthday that woke me up. Three and a half months later, I'm out on New Year's Eve. The entire time that I've been on probation and house arrest, I'm using drugs. I brought people. I had money from selling drugs still hidden away. So I was able to pay them to come in. They brought me weed. They brought me alcohol. My parents had to leave for their jobs at some point. So I did these things. And um, I mean, again, I'm getting away with this kind of. And then I eventually kind of got caught on a drug test, but I was able to play it off. So I'm like, all right, can't smoke weed anymore. So I tricked the doctors and I get a prescription to Xanax. Not that Xanax was not something I probably uh, didn't need. I mean, I had awful anxiety, but I was using it incorrectly. And I learned that I could drink and not really have that much of a, there wasn't that much time afterwards that you can get tested and it'd be accurate. So I'm on totally living this crazy life with no plan at all. And I go out New Year's Eve of that year, somehow convinced my probation officer and parents I should be allowed out on New Year's Eve three and a half months after getting kicked out of high school. Thankfully, none of those people were that stupid though. I had two rules for that night. And it was one, you're gonna be home by 12.15 and two, you're gonna get picked up by mom and dad. So I'm like, all right, like no problem, game on baby. I've gotten away with worse. So I get dropped off and like the arrogant little jackass that I was, it was probably seven, eight o'clock at night, drinking, smoking with my best friends, girlfriend at the time. And in fairness, this was a good vibes thing. We weren't being like idiots yet. Um, it was all just kind of subtle thing, hanging out in the neighborhood. And then our one friend who stayed sober, he drove us to the party. So it was a pretty tame night considering the shit that we had been doing for a while. And we get picked up at 12 o'clock, my girlfriend and I, and I had had a lot more experience uh, using drugs, using alcohol than her, and she wasn't so good at hiding it. So we're in the car, and you know, my parents, they're nice people, but they put those smiles on, hey, how were you guys? How was the night? But they're not dumb, right? Like, they're smart people. So they're just giving us, they're being as nice as possible because they know one of us is going to fuck up, and they're going to turn around and give us help. So we're like 60 seconds into the car ride, man. And this girl is repeating her sentences. I mean, like, word for word. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, we're so screwed. This isn't even funny. So I'm just trying not to vomit because we were drinking, like, Bacardi Dragonberry that night. Real sugary crap. I'm trying not to vomit, just staying quiet, like, hand on my head. And my parents turn around kind of, like, while they're driving. And they're yelling at her. And I'm like, what's going on? They didn't even think that I could be so stupid and such a loser as to be also doing something like that when I'm on probation getting picked up by my mom and dad. So 
a normal dude, like a half decent guy would have been like, all right, listen, man, like I know, hey, mom and dad, I know her actions weren't perfect, but if I hadn't done what I did tonight, there's no way she would be drunk right now. Like, this is on me. And by the way, you guys wouldn't even be picking us up at 12 o'clock if it wasn't for my actions. So, like, she's not the one that's in trouble. So I don't think that it's fair that you guys yelling at her. I'm just as bad. Um, but the problem is, through that arrogance that I had at the time, I was also – it was fake, right? Arrogance a lot of times comes from a lack of confidence and a complete, you know, this fake image. And that's what I was doing. I was actually a coward. So I didn't say anything. I waited till we got home. I waited till we were up in my room. And I started yelling at her and calling her awful names and saying nasty shit to her. And I made this girl cry. And what I was yelling at her for was for getting drunk in the car and for not handling or being drunk in the car and not handling her stuff and getting caught by my parents. And, you know, it was an awful fight. We had been like together on and off for a few years. And I woke up in the morning and she was gone. And I sat there sober, heads pounding, three and a half months after all this happened, thinking to myself, dude, what kind of loser treats his girlfriend like that when she's done, technically, nothing wrong? Like, you're projecting the shit that you don't want to deal with onto this person who cares if you stuck with you. Not to mention, man, I mean, looks-wise, this chick was way out of my league and stuck with me through all that stuff after high school. Like, she had options, man. Like, I don't know what the hell she was thinking. But I'm sitting there. You are the biggest asshole in the world, and you're a loser. And I don't want to over-dramatize this moment because I'm not saying everything was, like, perfect after that. But I did stop drinking, and I did stop smoking weed. I'm like, dude, we got to get our shit together, man. Like, you're on probation, and you're 18 now. If you get caught doing what you're doing, you are going to jail, like a real jail. <laughs> For a certain amount of time. I mean, I was about 5'11", 145 pounds. I had no business being in a real jail. So that alone, you think, would have knocked some common sense into me. And that really was, that was the epiphany moment where I just, it's not, again, not that everything was perfect after that moment, but it was the first time where I'm analyzing myself and my self-awareness of is back. And I'm looking like, what's the plan here, dude? Like, like, what are you doing? Like, how are you going to get off? I was on something called indefinite probation. So that meant that they could keep me on till 21, no problem. And I ended up getting off in the quickest amount of time possible. The lawyer and probation officer, probation officer had been working for 17 years, ended up saying to the judge um, at Bucks County Courthouse, he literally said this is the most successful case of juvenile probation I've ever worked. And that might mean nothing to you guys, but that meant everything to me because uh, seriously, that was the first thing I had accomplished in probably five years uh, because I was in such a bad space for the five years beforehand. So that to me was like the best thing this guy could have said. He was total macho, tough dude. I was like, most successful case. Like, <laughs> all right, the hard work's kind of paying off. So, um, yeah, that was uh, the story with that. So it is kind of a funny one. That probably had like a – like even though like it's like low-key like joking about it now like at this moment, but that, that probably had like a – significant impact on your consistency after that moment you hit the nail on the head with you know what I'm saying? yeah because that was like a reward and it was like because you yeah. can't keep grinding and working your ass off and trying to make major life changes without any positive kind of uh, reinforcement yeah and here no seriously man yeah for real it, it is a joke now but you're absolutely right like that i think him saying that changed a ton of things <laughs> just because yeah. i was like all right this is working yeah Right. Yeah. This is, yeah, it's crazy. Cause like, do you think that that morning 
after that whole occurrence, like the, I guess I'm, that was New Year's morning, right? Yes. Yeah. New Year's Day of all days. Yeah. What a uh, New Year's resolution uh, for you, <laughs> right? Oh, don't even go, don't even take me into that. Um, uh, did you have like a paradigm shift overnight? Would you say? Again, like self awareness. Well, okay, for the self awareness, yes. I mean, I mean this without exaggeration, man. I would say that's one of the first times I had a legitimate moment of honest self awareness in years. I don't know what was causing that kind of delusion, but. I, I lived in a delusional world. I, and it is delusion when you're doing stupid things every single day. Well, what do they say? It's the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over mm-hmm. and expecting a different result. Like, I'm like, when does this stop? Like, when do we stop doing drugs? Because we got arrested and we're getting piss tested. So yeah. I, it just, it didn't make any sense. And yeah, no, th- there was a paradigm shift in the sense that my self-awareness was back. Um, and self-awareness is a spectrum, right? Because we only allow ourselves to see certain things. Um, yeah. and the deeper stuff's harder. And I'm still working on my self-awareness to this day. I think that's a lifelong journey. But oh, when yeah. I, I had almost none, I mean that like basically without exaggeration. So to have that come back, it hurt. Um, it was tough to deal with emotionally because I realized that, yes, I had mental health issues. Yes, I had some poor circumstances with that. But the truth is the decisions that, or excuse me, the circumstances that I was in at that point were largely because of the decisions I did and didn't make. Um, and that was just a tough pill to swallow. It was like, wow, like you're going to have to turn your whole life around. I, I basically had nothing at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember you, I don't know if this was like earlier on, I guess you had been doing this stuff for a couple of years to this point, but did, I remember watching a video of you uh, talking to your phone, I guess, on a, like a riverbank or something. Where I don't know where you were. Yeah, I, I was at Heaton Creek in uh, Ralph Stover yeah. State Park, yes. And by, by the way, for context for everyone listening, um, Evan and I are from the same area. Um, we, went, we both went to Tawigan, right? Yep. Yeah, I don't know if you were like two years older than me or not, but um, yeah, we're, the, we're from the same area. So we've, we've known each other somewhat, like kind of before this all happened, or at least we knew of each other or saw each other. I don't know. Um, right. But I, I take back to that moment because – that video is the first time I kind of consumed you as this, you know? So like, I, I, like with anything, I think there's, everyone has that moment where they like see someone doing something and they're like, Oh, that's what that, like a bias goes into your head in that moment. Like, Oh, that's who that person is. Sure. And so ever since that moment, I've been like, Oh, health coach Ed, health coach Ed. Cause I was not aware of any of this happening before, before this, cause we weren't close or anything. Right. right? So it's it, here in that video was like, Oh shit. Like I didn't even know this was going on. Right. And so it's kind of crazy. Like, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. You were so still. Holy crap. Sorry. <laughs> you were so still. Well, dude, you um, can't die as well. Like, dude. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I want to bring, I want to bring that up. So how did all this, how, how does all this go? How does all this lead to the glasses? Cause this, I feel like that, I feel like the glasses brings it full circle. Right. So you start yeah. with the story and then you go through all this stuff and you end with the glasses, right? We can, so like, can you connect that with the glasses now? I mean, yeah. And again, I will uh, do my best to just summarize that as best yeah, as possible. And for the, and for the listeners, can, for people that aren't watching this or seeing any clip of this, can you explain what I mean by the glasses? Uh, <laughs> yeah. What he means by the glasses is basically it's uh, 7 p.m. And I'm sitting in an otherwise dark room with kind of red light on my skin and uh, these tinted glasses on. 
um, on my eyes. And again, we, we will definitely explain that. There's a lot of science behind this. I, I promise you, this is really cool stuff. Um, oh, yeah. First of all, thank you for uh, saying that about that video, because that was something that, you know, probably got like 80, 90 views. Uh, but the people that watched it, I think it was um, helpful. And not because, I mean, the speaking wasn't good. The quality wasn't good. I'm like shaking the camera half the time. Right. Uh, but it was just a real person sharing a real story. And I think people connect on that level. Um, so sometimes it's hard to be vulnerable like that. But I mean, I really appreciate that, man. Like, I didn't realize that's what uh, made you realize that yeah. different stuff was going on in my life. So that's awesome. Um, how does this all relate to these weird glasses that I'm wearing at night now? So uh, what happened is the people that I ended up getting around right after high school were in a sales company. And I'll be honest, it was a network marketing company. You know, the things that people refer to as like pyramid type stuff. I'm not involved with it anymore. Um, but <laughs> I got to say this, man, it, it not only changed my life, it probably saved it. Uh, so mm -hmm. I, I got to give props where it's due. And what we sold was, because I only joined them. I didn't care about the product. I joined them because I got lucky and just like met some random dude. And he invited me out to one of these events. And I'm listening to the way these people were talking and pitching me this idea. And again, I didn't really give a damn about the company, but I knew intuitively I was in the right room with the right people and that I needed to get around these types of individuals and away from all the crap I was doing in high school. Because it's one thing to make a change yourself and say, oh, I'm gonna be this person. And guess what, that works really well, 20 minutes of motivation while you're by yourself or before you go to bed. And then you get back into your environment and you realize, oh, wait a second, like my goals and my vision does not align with the environment I'm choosing to surround myself with at all. And that doesn't mean you know, those people are bad or, and I'm good or vice versa. It doesn't mean that at all. It just means like you need to surround yourself with people who are on a similar path as you. Mm -hmm. So I knew I wanted to be around these people and we were selling uh, these health products kind of thing. And uh, the one main flagship product was this healthy energy drink. So I was in total flip my life around mode, you know, again, not drinking, um, things like that. And I was like, all right, we got to get this focused in, locked in. It was summertime for them because a lot of them were in college. They were all like three to five years older. And I had, I mean, I wasn't in school. So I was like, all right. So we grinded from May, June, you know, July, August. And we were doing events every single day. We're hosting them at my parents' diner after hours. We're hosting them at our friend's house. We packed like 50 people sometimes into uh, my friend's basement. And other times we'd have like no one show up. But the thing is, when we're all hanging out, we're all hyped up, right? So we're constantly drinking these healthy energy drinks. Um, and what I mean by healthy is it just had, a, it was a multivitamin as well, had a lot of stuff in it. And after a few months, I realized that my mental health issues were like doing really well. And this was strange because I wasn't taking a medication. I wasn't going to a therapist at the time. Like nothing else had changed except getting around these people and doing that stuff. So I was like, okay, like the people are definitely in, aspect of this but i had when mental health issues first started for me like i had really good people in my life like this there has to be more than this and i started looking up like could micronutrients which are like for those that i know nick knows this obviously but for those that don't know that's like your uh, minerals vitamins things like that your macronutrients or proteins fats carbs i'm like could micronutrients have an effect on mental health issues and that man that is truly where the rabbit hole began for me because I am a freaking nerd, dude. Like I just love weird stuff and science and things like that. 
And I had lost that because I was trying to be someone else my entire high school career. And that came back. I'm like, I found the thing. So I started researching this religiously. And I ended up believing to myself, I'm like, dude, I know I can fix every health problem I've ever dealt with naturally. Like, I believe that. And mm -hmm. in a timely manner, I got diagnosed with something called Meniere's disease, which is an autoimmune disease of uh, kind of like the inner ear. So I would get these extreme bouts of vertigo. Um, and vertigo, for those who Ooh, don't know. I had that for like a week or something like that. Okay. What, do you know what it was from? I don't even know if it was technically vertigo, but I woke up one day and it was like a week, like seven day span. And I was yeah. just like, like, it was just like the weirdest thing. Cause one day I was at the gym and I had to like, I had to like leave. I had to leave because okay, wow. I, was, I was just like, I could not just, I couldn't lift weights. Cause I was like nauseous and like, I don't even know. Maybe it wasn't vertigo, but um, I, I mean, I don't know if I self-diagnosed myself, but like, it was just, I was told by multiple people that's probably vertigo. Well, and that sounds like what you're saying. The best way I describe to people is this, like dizziness is kind of the lightheadedness. I mean, obviously, man, you've drank alcohol in your life. Um, so for those listening, it's the best way to describe it. Dizziness is kind of the feeling you get off one or two drinks when you're a little lightheaded, something like that. Vertigo is when you messed up and you have the spins and your entire, like you're looking at your world, but your world is going like this. Yeah. Um, and that's usually what causes that throwing up and that nausea type thing. Like if you're leaving the gym, I, I would definitely say um, that's a vertigo type thing. And that scared the hell out of me because I, I couldn't drive a car when I had these attacks. And sometimes yeah. they would only last like five minutes, but other times it would stay for like an hour or two. And I would just eventually have to like fall asleep and just wait for it to go away. So I went to the doctor and they're telling me that like, all right, dude, like this, there's no cure for this. Um, sometimes it goes into remission. Um, usually after a few years it will, and then it'll come back maybe, but you're going to need to be on a medication for the rest of your life. And at this point I had this new uh, perspective in my head. So I just said like, literally no way I'm doing that. Um, I took the medication twice and then I threw it away and I said, I'm yeah. going to figure this out. And I should really say that's more the moment that things really started changing for me. Cause that was when I was like, the healthy energy drink was so unintentional and it was subtle. So I couldn't say, okay, like I, I always second guessed myself. I'm like, did this really help these severe mental health issues that much? But the Meniere's disease, I did stuff with my diet and I did focus therapies for that. And that thing went away and I've been symptom free of that for years. And I got that to go away quickly. So I was like, whoa, this is really, really interesting. Um, and that changed my whole perspective on a lot of this stuff. Um, I'm not going to, unless you want to go into that, I'm not going to talk really in depth right now about the food nutrition side, but I will say uh, what the glasses are for, because this focus on functional medicine and this passion for holistic healing is why I wear these things and why I don't really hang out a lot um, in artificial light at night. So what we've discovered in science over the last you know, decades is that a lot of chronic disease is coming from mitochondrial dysfunction. So if you're a total science nerd, mitochondria is something you probably talk about every day if you're a biologist or something. Um, otherwise, for most people, it's probably something you learned about a little bit in your uh, science class in high school. It's the powerhouse of the cell, more or less. Mm -hmm. And all you need to know for the sake of this is that when there's a dysfunction there, it seems that that can be when chronic disease comes out. One of the uh, best researchers in the world on this right now is uh, Doug Wallace right out of uh, Children's Hospital of um, 
Pennsylvania actually chop. So it's really cool that he's so local. And he actually was the person that discovered that we inherit our mitochondria from our moms. Now this is where it's really fast. My mom had the exact same health cascade as me, like exact same patterns, exact same ages, except she was 25, 30 years farther along with it than me and had seen more issues because of that. And my grandmother on that side, my mom's mom, same kind of thing, health issues her whole life. So I'm like, okay, like I got this kind of messed up mitochondria from these people. So what do I do about this? Like what's causing this mitochondrial dysfunction? There's a lot of things causing that, and that's probably a separate podcast. But the biggest thing that we need to focus on is what helps the mitochondria in this world where almost everything damages it. Well, okay, uh, Nick, you obviously are familiar with stuff like the keto diet, fasting. I believe you do intermittent fasting, right? Somewhat, yeah. For the most okay. part, I do, I do a, I do a, sometimes I'm lenient, but I mean, I usually don't eat till at least noon. Got it. No problem. So my point in asking was when you're in a state of ketosis or when you do fasting, there's always this selling point. I mean, there's a weight loss, the increased strength, whatever, but there's also the point of something that it does to the cells. Do you know what I'm talking about with the autophagy? Uh, I don't know the science, science behind it. I know it has some benefits. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too deeply um, knowledgeable on this. Okay. All right. No worries. So basically what happens is um, there is something called autophagy and that's a natural mm -hmm. process where the cells kind of more or less turn over and they're prioritizing getting rid of the bad stuff first. It's a right. beautiful process. It happens in times that we're fasted. So I'm not saying this isn't like advice to anyone. You got to figure this stuff out yourself. Use a doctor, please. Um, because some people can't fast because they're so screwed up in today's world that they'll get really sick, their blood sugar, yeah. things like that. So right. I have to train myself to do that. But it allows, it happens during times like that. And the other thing that it happens with, and there's a few more, but these are the main ones that are really significant, is when melatonin is secreted at night, our sleep hormone, uh, things that people usually take in a capsule, which they absolutely should not be doing. I told my friend, I told my friend to throw that shit away in the trash. <laughs> he did it. He did it too. He did right. it too on, on Zoom. I said, yo, go get that from behind you. Throw that shit in the fucking trash because you're treating yourself like trash doing that shit. So, yeah. And I, I listen, I respect people that can't sleep and they got jobs and they got school and they just want to get some rest. But I, I promise you guys, that is, that is a very temporary fix to a problem. That's going to be long-term that you're making much more long-term. Mm -hmm. so melatonin is absolutely fascinating. It's one of the most powerful antioxidants known to man, but it also has selective autophagic processes in non-nerd terms. What that means is melatonin actually is able to make autophagy even more selective. Um, and the reason I pronounced it both ways is because some people get pissed off. So some people say autophagy, some people say autophagy. I got both groups on this uh, call tonight. And melatonin is literally saying, okay, we're going to selectively do that with the bad cells. It's been scientifically proven to do it with cancerous cells and precancerous cells. This is cool stuff. Here's where this all ties in melatonin can only be secreted in a proper light cycle and a proper circadian rhythm. So people have probably heard of circadian rhythm. Um, that's like our roughly 24 hour cycle of sleep and wake. It's actually a little more than 24 hours, it's 24 in a few minutes. Um, but we're supposed to be on this cycle every single day. Almost all living organisms have it. Um, some animals are, are nocturnal, for example, you know, they're up at night, sleep during the day. 
humans are diurnal. So obviously we're awake during the day and we're supposed to be asleep at night. We have completely rewritten that though. Because humans, our brains are brilliant, but they're also, it's our biggest gift and biggest curse. Because no other animal decides that they're going to eat a shitty diet or eat food that's made in the lab. Only humans have the ability. We have the genius to create artificial food and we're stupid enough to eat it. And we do the same thing with light. So what happens is your body is looking for light responses. Uh, specifically, there's something called melanopsin. And melanopsin is part of the opsin family and it's found in the intrinsically photosensitive retinal ganglion cells in the eye. So this was discovered in 1998. Why does anyone on this call care about this? Here's why you need to know. When blue light, artificial blue light, and even some of green light at night, so people say, oh, my phone's not blue. Yeah, guys, it's not literally necessarily looking blue. It's just the <laughs> spectrum of uh, light that's being emitted. So blue light is coming heavily from all our phones, all of our computers, all of our TVs, things like that. Like That's like the main source of light coming from these things. That blue light goes into the eye, hits melanopsin. Melanopsin sends a signal to something called the SCN or the suprachiasmatic nucleus in the hypothalamic region of the brain. That is your mm -hmm. body's internal clock. When blue light hits the SCN, wake up, wake up, wake up. Why would it do that? Because when you go out in the morning and see the sun, that's the first parts of blue light. When it's the middle of the afternoon, solar noon, when the sun's highest over the horizon, that's the most blue light. You're supposed to be awake during that time. You're supposed to be pumping out hormones that uh, keep you going and keep you moving. We've rewritten that though. So now our body, it's 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock for some people. We're staring at our brightly lit phone and your body is like, damn, man, when do we get to go to bed? And it takes three hours to secrete proper amounts of melatonin um, after we see the darkness. So Nick, tell me how, if this is not true and this is what happens to those people. Most people right now are going to bed probably 11, 12 o'clock at night, maybe even later. No one is getting eight hours of sleep for the most part. So we're getting six to seven. Oh, but wait a second. Since you looked at blue light until the minute you went to bed, you couldn't even secrete melatonin and start secreting it until three hours after that. So now you have mm -hmm. three hours where maybe you had a half decent sleep. What we are doing is killing ourselves. And we are, so we have the most toxic environment we've ever been in in the first world countries and second world as well. Um, there's a few remote places in the world where it's probably pretty similar. But what we have now is the most toxic environment we've ever been in. And we have taken away our body's main defense against disease, against cancer, against just helping to remove waste from the body. Sleep. So, yes, proper sleep. Because um, we need that melatonin. I mean, that's God's gift, man. Like that thing heals us. It takes care of, of us every single night. And no one that is staying in a blue lit environment at night, no one, I don't care about your genetics. This is not a food thing. Like it doesn't matter what, how good your genes are. No one can properly produce melatonin um, during those times. And I know this for a fact. You can see this if you don't believe the science. I mean, if you're not into that, go mm -hmm. ask anyone down the street. Ask them this. Do you get eight hours? Many will say no. Some will say yes. Then the second question you ask them is, do you feel that your sleep is as good as it can be? I swear to God, I have never had one person that was not in this space already and doing this type of stuff that has answered yes to that question. Yeah, I have asked hundreds of people. 
So no one's living optimally anymore. Um, and if you really want to get into the weird shit, we discovered in 2014, melanopsin is not only in our eye, it's on our skin. Mm. So again, this can be really far out if you're just like, maybe you have some non-science job, you never think about this shit. I don't mean to be too weird, but like, I mean, seriously, if I have blue light coming out from like an LED overhead or something, and that hits my skin, that sends a signal to my body that I need to be awake and my hormones need to be um, secreted as such. So I'm not trying to like fear monger or scare people, but this is the reality and we're really backwards with this stuff. So every night of my life, am I able to sit in a dark room like I am now? No. Do I do this 95% of the time? Literally? Absolutely. Yes. And it has changed my health so dramatically. It is amazing. Mm -hmm. So there's no escaping, I guess, if, if we can only cover our eyes realistically, like you have. You're would, absolutely would you agree right. with that. The main thing is the eye. Um, the skin is not nearly as uh, bad. Like I've noticed huge benefits before I knew about the skin thing. Like I just started wearing the glasses. My sleep changed overnight. Amazing. I had right. awful sleep issues my whole life, always staying up till two or three in the morning. I mean, I could not, I just didn't sleep. And now I'm in bed at nine o'clock. Right. Like, every single night up at five. I mean, it, and it's naturally, I don't use an alarm. It's amazing. Really? Yeah. Oh no, man. I, my circadian rhythm is completely set. Um, and the other thing you need to do is you need to get morning light in uh, the more AM. So I'm sure you've seen me preach about this on Instagram, Facebook, things like that. So mm -hmm. there's two parts to this one. You need to block the blue light at night, but two, the sun needs to be the first thing you see. The reason for that is because there's certain uh, I'll say wavelengths of light that are more prominent at the early morning hours. And what that does is it helps create um, a, a protein called POMC, which is proopiomelanocortin. Now that, it, it does something called splitting. And, and for lack of better terms, what that means is it helps us produce certain things. So these things might be important to some of you. Uh, one of the things that helps us produce is adrenocorticotropic releasing hormone or ACTH, and that converts to cortisol. Now people think of cortisol as a stress hormone. It is, but you also want it spiked in the morning. That's like what, if you have a really good response when you wake up and you get out of bed, like, damn, like I feel good, which is no one, then you have a good cortisol response. Mm. It also helps create dopamine. So <laughs> good thing we have nothing else in our life that's trying to steal our dopamine, right? Nothing like video games or social media or all this crap. And I do this stuff as well, but we really got to limit this. Um, it also creates serotonin. Um, it helps mm -hmm. create serotonin. And serotonin is what converts to melatonin at night. So I always say to people when they're getting into this type of stuff, because a lot of my friends have started getting on the morning light life and the glasses. It's really cool. Um, and I didn't, I, mean, I didn't make any of this stuff up. You know, I learned this from doctors way smarter than me um, and research as well. I just share the information and I try to do layman's terms. Um, you know, they've had huge results and you need to be doing this stuff in the morning. It's two part. Get the light in the morning at least 30 minutes, honestly, as long as possible though. Um, and then block the blue light at night. And just as a side note, because I know so many people are dealing with mental health stuff, uh, dopamine and serotonin are two really important things to have to have good mental health. And as someone who has suffered greatly with mental health issues in my life, I will tell you, I feel amazing after having implemented this habit over the last year and a half, two years. Going outside in the morning or just getting, like, what, ha what is the habit? You mean just the, the sleeping overall? Well, fair enough. I should have said habits, plural. Yes, getting yeah, the yeah, okay. and blocking the light, at, um, artificial cool. light at night. I will say this. One thing that, so I guess since ever since 
been like five months now, probably I basically every day go for, or I try to, I try to every, every single morning get up and go for like a mile run outside. Nice. Um, and I will say like every day that I do that religiously, it's like, I feel like I've like primed my day. I prime myself for the day almost. And so I feel like that has to do with, that probably has to do with the sun um, to some extent. I mean, based on what you just said. Sure. Um, but I, I, I will say, because I, I mean, I watch a lot of your stuff and I hear a lot of the things you talk about in terms of sleep habits and all that stuff. And I will say that that's one area I do struggle with. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, for example, I DJ once or twice a week. Okay. Uh, I, do, I, I do go out, you know, sometimes with my friends, I go out to the bar or whatever. And, uh, it's, it's definitely hard. Like to, cause like, it's almost like I want to prioritize, I want to prioritize my, 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 uh, my sleep and like the actual like cycle that I'm in. Right. But right. it's like, it's almost like, how do you have a social life and, and, uh, have a proper sleep regimen? Cause like, I, f- I feel amazing if I like, let's say I went to bed at 10 o'clock on the dot and I, you know, wasn't, and I put down the, I put down, let's, let's say I had a perfect, the perfect night, right. I put my stuff down by like eight thirty nine journaled from journaled and meditated from nine to 10, which is a part of my regimen for those sure. listening. Um, and then hit the sack at 10, got up at six on the dot, which is early for me. <laughs> no, it's not early for you, but, um, and got up, went for like that. Like I would feel amazing. Right. Right. Cause it's all the ducks are in a row, right? Everything's, yeah. everything's optimized. Right. But then, you know, it's like, is it's like almost like, is that worth, not going out until 2 p 2 a.m. once or twice a week and getting to bed at three o'clock and then being you know what i'm saying and so it's weird yeah it's hard Um, i i think for people and i'm not going to sugarcoat anything i'll be listen no one's making it out if you're alive (laughs) um (laughs) we are we are all definitely going to die blue light glasses are not going to make you live to 200 um, they might add some quality of years to your life. Um, I definitely believe that. I'm seeing that already. Yeah, I believe that too. The biggest thing for me is I've gotten to these points um, just in my life and with my health especially where the pros don't outweigh the cons anymore. Um, I am not going to sit here and say, I- I've never really, I don't like bars at all. I've never been into that um, whatsoever, but I've had great yeah. times like at friends' houses and things like that. I am not going to sit here and tell anyone that those times were not fun. Um, But I am someone who looks at the vision for my life constantly and the goals that I have. And I, and one of those major things is to be as healthy as possible and as functional as possible into an old age. Um, And I already have the disadvantage because I didn't start out too great. And this world's only getting more toxic. Um, I, I look at that and I ask myself, what is what I'm doing matching those goals? And for me personally, that was not matching it. That does not mean that's wrong or bad for anyone else, man. I mean, again, it is fun. Um, and again, depending on like, yeah, no, I, I'm not good with the social life, man. Like all my relationships or business relationships, pretty much. I, I have friends that I do business with, but there's never anything that's usually just BS for fun anymore. Um, I love pursuing goals. I am type yeah. They come. I have never been having more fun or enjoyment with my life but that's not going to be everyone. Um, and I'm just lucky because I'm a really, really routine guy. Like I, I don't believe in 
the whole thing it's like you know they say like routine people are somehow oh like that's just uh they, they make it seem like it's better or whatever i think there's two types yeah. of people in that regard mm -hmm. i think there's some people where routine causes stress and then there's others that without a routine routine they are stressed so i'm I'm'm with you yeah i'm i'm that i'm that second one i think you you might be the same yeah um and so like obviously you know i like to go out and stuff sometimes i'm 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 growing out of it a little bit but um like i think you know i'm Evan, I'm talking to you specifically. Like, I think you uh, you realize that I'm I'm pretty goal oriented, and people yeah. are more and more realizing that. Um, and it's a weird situation where you're when you're really goal oriented and you love routine, but you also think like, okay, like, do I want to miss out on certain things at this moment, right? And that's a and that's a hard yeah. like, you know, and and it's like, I guess I'm in a weird place right now where. I, like I, 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 I work very hard for my age, I, I guess I would say, but like, you know, certain things still do get in the way. I guess, I guess what I'm saying, like, do you have any advice for people that are listening and, and want to optimize their health like this and still want to, you know, go out and do certain things that might cause as a result, things that are kind of counterintuitive to that, to that health optimization goal? Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting what a couple of the companies are doing with these glasses. Like guys, I, under, I fully understand the ones that I'm wearing right now are obnoxious. Um, they're, they're fit overs. So I have my prescription oh. under this. Oh, yeah. like, okay. So I can cheap out. Um, because if you get prescription ones of these, I mean, that can cost you three, $400, um, you know, and maybe worth it, but I just didn't need to do that because I don't, I mean, I, I'm weird enough, man. The, the, the glasses are just the icing on the cake. There's still a few layers. <laughs> Um, for me to worry about outside of this. So this wasn't really affecting anything for me. Um, but uh, they're making them like style. So I'm being serious. Like there are a lot of companies that they look really fucking cool. Um, I follow this one uh, chick, Organic Olivia on Instagram. She's huge, like herbalist, like really into the same stuff I'm into, very popular. I um, mean, she likes going out and having a good time and, and doing that type of stuff. And I've seen her wearing her blue light glasses and dude, she like rocks them. Like she looks like totally dope wearing them. Um, and in the club, it actually looks like almost something that she's wearing on purpose as a fashion yeah. statement. Again, they could not be any more different than these, I promise you guys. Yeah, these uh, are, if anyone sees this specifically, I mean, it's very unlikely that anyone sees this specific point of time in this hour and a half long thing. These, what I'm wearing right now are blue light glasses. You can see the blue light bouncing yeah. off of them. Um, these are relatively normal. I mean, um, these are, I think these are from, you know, Kinobody. Yeah, yeah, I know him. Yep. Yeah, I, I bought him from him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's any, anyone can really adopt the lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? So, right. And so, yeah, the ones that you have, they're um, when, when it's a clear, like this is physics. The reason that this needs to be red is that's how you block the blue, basically. Um, the ones that you have are fantastic for eye strain, they're fantastic for normalizing the blue light mm -hmm. coming to the screen during the day. Um, they're better than not wearing them for sleep. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, the science has shown as little as five lux, um, and lux is the um, unit for illumination, for those that don't know, can affect sleep and stuff like that. Five lux is basically a candle. So we're, we're supposed to be sleeping completely in darkness as well. Um, and I just mentioned this because, you know, I don't want, a lot of people have the glasses that you have. Like, I, mm -hmm. I see those a lot, and a lot of yeah. people bring them up to me. And I just want them to know if, like, they're worried about the sleep or they want to do that, um, you can really go 
a, a lot deeper with it. And then there is hope there. Where'd I just, get yours. Um, so these were from Amazon. I, I honestly wouldn't really recommend these. Um, again, this is just some weird. These only work for the people who are going to do the other things and block their computer and block this. If you're going to yeah. be about doing them, um, I recommend either raw optic optics, which is R a optics. Awesome. Dude, Nick, you got to look this guy up. Matt Maruka, young bull, younger than us, killing it. Smart as hell. Really interesting dude to listen to about this topic. Um, I don't have any uh, discounts for that or anything. Mm -hmm. um, but then same science. They're, they're just as good as those. They're, Does he they're sell them? I'm sorry? Does he sell them? Oh, yeah. No, that's his company. Like, oh, he built a company know? 18 years old. What's, how do you spell his name? Um, it's, so it's Matt and then M-A-R-U-C-A, -A, Maruka. Um, he's out of Philly too, man. Uh, real cool guy. Really? Yeah. So I'm trying, I've been trying to get connected with him actually. <laughs> a little plug for Matt. Yeah. Um, I, free I, advertisement I'm not talking to him Matt. personally. I'm trying to talk to him. So Matt, if, yeah. <laughs> if I often Matt. watching this man one day, let, hit me up. <laughs> uh, but then the ones, um, and again, I'm just repping someone from Philly. I think that's cool that it's a real young hustler doing that. Um, but the truth is I can get you guys cheaper ones. So the other one is blue blocks. So it's actually spelled B L U B L O X. Um, Andy Mant is the founder of that. He's out of Australia. Um, not a personal friend, but an acquaintance of mine. You know, we talk on Facebook, stuff like that. We have each other yeah. out of his friends. Um, and you can get a 15% discount on his glasses and it's H C E 15. So like health coach out of 15. Um, and I mean, guys, it's not like a source of income for me, really. I just, I recommend these so often that I literally just asked him like, yo, can you make me a discount code? Cause HCE 15. Yeah. HCE 15. That's 15% off. Um, and the standard ones are around a hundred bucks. That's very like, that's what they cost normally in the industry. Yeah. Um, RA optics actually goes up a little higher. Um, and he has a, he has probably the biggest name that you could have in this space right now supporting him. So that's why he can charge a shit ton for his classes. Mm -hmm. So. Gotcha. Cool, man. Um, so I guess, I guess moving on from this, like the speaking stuff and, sure, sure. you know, and so for those who don't know Evan and first of all, give yourself a little plug while we're, while we're here. Sure. All right. So um, the things you can do, I'm at Evan Transu on all social media platforms. And by all social media platforms, I mean, Facebook and Instagram. That's all I'm on right now. Um, so you can find me on there. I love to connect with anyone. Like, please hit me up. If I don't realize, like if I don't follow back, it's because I didn't realize, you know, I know you from somewhere. So just shoot me a message and we'll get connected. Um, you can find me on mindingyourmind.org. Uh, that's, I speak professionally with that company. I also speak independently. Uh, so you can go to digest the number two health.com. Um, I actually, I, I shouldn't plug that one. Damn it. I, I'm going to be rebranding in the beginning of January, but if, if you're online and you didn't find digest the health, go to Evan Transu on Instagram and then I'll have it on there. Um, and the last thing I'll plug is that you can check out, um, I have a podcast and we have this awesome, awesome, awesome special coming up in February. I'm like so excited. Um, I'm going to be interviewing all the other speakers from Minding Your Mind. There's going to be like 12 podcast episodes released in a month. But I interview other young adults who have real stories and have persevered uh, through mental health issues. It's just classic raw inspiration, human beings telling stories to human, other human beings. Um, and we've had a lot of great feedback from that. So uh, go check those things out. I'd appreciate it. 
Um, cool. And the Digest to Health one is kind of where you can see uh, the health coaching I offer as well, if you're ever interested in something like that. But again, depending on when you're watching this, it might be rebranded. So if you can't find that or if it's not online, uh, just hit up uh, me on, hit me up on Instagram. You'll find it through F regardless. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how you got into, in the public speaking, I guess you'll call it. Um, and I'm assuming it's, I guess, uh, yeah, it's mostly around the health, uh, stuff. Do you, do you call yourself health, health coach Ev when you're, when you're talking? <laughs> um, if I do an independent talk, absolutely. I, I do not walk primarily <laughs> I speak in schools, middle schools and high schools. Um, so I gotta be honest, I do not walk in there and say, what's going on kids? Is Evan Trans, AKA Health Coach Ev? I mean, yeah, no one wants to hear that shit. So pretty funny. It's yeah, pretty it's funny. funny. Like on something like this, um, and yeah. a majority of the people in my life call me Health Coach Ev, which is funny. Uh, yeah. But uh, no, I, I do not go into schools and say that. So how did you get started? Like, or I guess why did you get started doing that? And I guess what is the what is the main goal? And like when you go, let's say let's say you go into a middle school, high school, like what is the? I guess you're trying to prime them to adopt these things into into their life, or at least get some of them to do some of these things? Sure. So all great questions. Um, I knew I wanted to do this about probably nine months after I got arrested. Um, and I know that sounds like quick. What ended up happening is again, I, I was in that sales company and we were always pushing each other to do like things out of our comfort zone. That's when I got into personal development, um, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And my buddy forced me to speak the one day and he's like, yo, bro, bro, uh, bro uh, you're doing the uh, intro today. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't do the intro, man. Like, I don't speak. I have no self-confidence whatsoever. Um, yeah, that, that's not really what I do. But this was like my mentor in a way, man. Like, he's one of my best friends to this day. I just saw him a few days ago. I picked him up from the airport with his girlfriend. And, um, you know, he was just like older dude. And I had, I had no confidence. So I was like, oh, crap. Like, I got to do like what he wants me to do. And I got up there. And you know what, man? It was the first time I had an opportunity. I know you've experienced this with what you're doing at Westchester. The first time I got to talk and public speak about something that I actually cared about and that was having an impact on my life. And was I nervous? Yes. Did I have butterflies galore? Yes. But I also gave an effective introduction that day. And it felt yeah. good. And people listened and they cared. And I somehow in those moments, like this was another huge moment for me. Like, I'm like, I want to speak about mental health issues. Like, I want to share my story. And this is coming from a guy. I'm terrified of speaking. I dropped, I was in a semester and a half of community college. I dropped out of my public speaking course because I was so scared. I gave, I won, you'll laugh your ass off at this. Of all things that I've done, I won the D.A.R.E. Award in sixth grade. So kind of <laughs> ironic. Um, and I had to present yeah. at Groveland in front of like all the parents at like the sixth grade graduation dance or whatever the hell we did. I was so nervous that I threw up 25 minutes after I gave the presentation. Like <laughs> I public speaking and me, dude, we did not mix. I'm all up here. Like I could not figure out how to make my words match what I was thinking. Like this is yeah. always going too fast. Um, I knew I wanted to do it though. And that was my first, that was my first experience with intuition and uh. feeling feeling a pull towards something and a call. And I'm just like, dude, like, don't worry about that bullshit. Like, you're going to go do this. You're going to figure it out. I'm like, okay, Ev, like this new Ev is fucking crazy. Like this guy just doesn't realize that you're supposed to have limits and, and you're not supposed to have limits. Right. 
Um, yeah. So I just, I started practicing. I would always volunteer to do the speeches at our sales company. And my problem, I had no tells really. Like I didn't really speak that fast because I, I speak fast. Normally I'm kind of always hyped up, um, especially when I'm passionate about something. So like that wasn't different from my normal conversation. I didn't do weird movements. I didn't really move back and forth, but I blushed like crazy. And I'm, I don't know if you guys can tell in this video, I'm white as hell. So I you're pretty, you're pretty orange right now. <laughs> yeah, the whole environment's very orange. Yeah, but like, dude, yeah, winter, fall, man, I get pale. And, yeah, me too. Um, you can see the blushing from like 40 feet away. Like, it's yeah. so obnoxious. And yeah. I got to about 40 presentations before I got that to really like not be a regular thing. It would still happen, but I got that. 40? Away. I counted. Four, four zero? 44 was the exact sum. Damn. And because um, what I was doing for myself when I was doing that was like, I knew each time I was getting closer. You have to remember, like, while I'm in this speaking thing, like, I'm reading self-help books daily. I'm listening to audios multiple hours a day. And then my time is spent with people who are also doing the same thing. So, like, I'm yeah. on this whole mentality of, like, okay, you push through shit like that and you're going to get better. Like, push through the nerves. Like, it's going to happen. And it, and it did. Um, and then I ended up taking a public speaking course by the Dale Carnegie Institute called... Uh, Getting over oh, the fear, really? yeah. Getting over the fear and horror of public speaking. Um, mm -hmm. That was fantastic. I got to be honest. Um, everyone watching this, I love Dale Carnegie. I'm not disrespecting the program; they're great. I would think that you can get just about the same results joining a Toastmasters club. Um, that class was fucking sixteen hundred dollars, and a lot of my family members donated to me actually, um, which was really awesome of them to do. I paid for about half, and the rest were like donations. So thank you to everyone who did that. Still to this day, is awesome. Um, but Toastmasters is about 150 bucks per year. Um, it's an international public speaking club. You go, you have a great time. It's a nonprofit. Um, I didn't end up joining a club until this past like eight months, six months or something. I, I don't live with regrets, man, but damn, I wish I did that earlier. Like that is mm. such an awesome thing to be doing. Um, and then, yeah, eventually, you know, I, I just kept trying, kept trying, kept trying, kept trying to make my name known. I gave some free speeches locally and um, I'm not going to... I don't really want to waste too much more time with like random stories. Um, it's a cool story, but I just met someone total synchronicity of the universe, totally random. And it was in the exact moment that I was finally ready to actually do this. And, um, you know, we had a great conversation. She asked me if I'd ever thought about speaking and I'm like only like every single day for the last like four and a half years. Are you kidding me? Uh, visualization has been huge for this, by the way, for getting over the yeah. nerves. Like I've spent more time visualizing speaking than I have actually uh, given speeches. Yeah, we talked sure. about that in the last two episodes, actually. Both, I think we touched on that. Um, that's something that I've adopted into my life pretty heavily over the last year or so. Uh, and the stuff you can do with visualization is like freaky. Like, yeah, like it's freaky. There's science behind it and it's awesome. It's science. Like, it's, it's science. Like, creating, creating, I don't want to go into this like every single podcast, but this is like probably one of the things I'm most passionate about. I, okay, I'm going to put my stake in the ground here. Sure. Evan, hold me accountable. At some point in my life, I am like, it's inevitable because this is like one of my passions at this point. I am going to create a company around this. Something, something to do with manifestation, some kind of program. I don't know what, I don't know what yet. Something around getting people out of this fucking muck that they're in sure. with visualization with manifestation not only self-development in general 
but like I've had I've had experiences where I've manifested shit in a matter of like days. It's crazy. Dude. Silence. <laughs> Silence. And imagine what's gonna happen if I do long term things, right? And for those listening, like this might sound crazy to most of you because a lot of people think this is like wacko shit. But like, I mean, I, I said this in one of the other episodes. If if I don't know if you read this, Evan, um, breaking the habit of being yourself. Yeah, Joe Dispenza. Dude. Yeah, it's I, great you, book. If you're a science guy like me, and you need a little science behind what it is. That's a great place to start. I wish I started. Great book. It's a great book. Yeah, it's it's you know I don't know where I'm going with this, but um, that's cool, dude. This is people. I, when I started doing, yeah, when I started doing, you know heavily heavily meditating and and starting incorporating visualization into that um you come out of a a meditation slash visualization session that you might do um and you feel like a different person because you've you've experienced what you like you you can literally create a uh, an experience in your head where uh you're tricking yourself that you like you like you're different you're in a different you're you're in a different reality Right. And you temporarily right. change your vibration. You Everything. keep doing that and all of a sudden it's not temporary anymore. Consistently, yeah. Yeah. It's if you can trick your brain into thinking you are in a different reality, well, wouldn't common sense tell you that your body would also agree? I think that makes and then, sense. And then your actions would follow. It's working. I don't know. Yeah. It's free. It's free. It's free. It's really weird shit. It's free. And I will say this, like, I've, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you use meditation to get into a state of visualization. Um, that's probably the best way to do it. That's what I do. Like I've gone, like my best meditations are long as shit, like sure. long. It's just like, and it's, it's once you're in it, it's just like a mate. Like you can just, it's like, you're just there. And it's like, you can just be there and nothing matters. Like none of the shit matters. Nothing matters. And if you use that, like if you, you can go on a fucking vacation in your brain, if you want, in your mind, if you want to go to freaking Costa Rica, you can shoot. If you, if you, if you have enough courage to like believe this and like not, not judge yourself to the point where you can actually do this, like you can, if you want to go to Costa Rica, if you want to go to Japan for an hour, like who's to say you're, you aren't in Japan, if that's your reality for an hour. How long is long for you? Like when you say you're doing it for long as shit, like what does that mean? Uh, probably not as long as you. Uh, I'm long. You ask that I, I, um, I've, I think I've, my match was two hours. Uh, yeah, no, dude. I mean, I only go like 30 to 45 minutes at a time, man. I, it wasn't about that. I was just curious like what you. No, I, I, assume, I assume maybe you've done it for longer than that. Um, I, I'm sure I have one day, you know, it's just like, no, yeah. typically I like, um, I like using guided meditations as well. I find mm. huge benefits to that. Um, and I do like guided visualization. So it'll be specific to mm. what I'm dealing with um, at the time, whatever I'm looking to kind of manifest. Okay. Yeah. Do you ever meditate silent in silence? Sometimes, but it's very rare, like less than 5% of the time. Would you say, yeah, me, well, I, yeah, me too. Would you say it's more difficult? I mean, sure. Uh, for me personally, yes. My mind yeah, is always going. I like having, um, all those audios on YouTube, they're like free. They have background music or sounds. So they have that. And then someone's actually like talking to me. So I can focus in on their voice. 
And as you focus in on their voice, that's when I find myself, oh, here I go. And, you know, before, like, is like, I couldn't even get into a meditative state 50% of the time I tried. And nowadays it's great. Like I could, I, I just was doing something uh, earlier today and this isn't even a typical thing, but it was, it happened to be a 45 minute one. Um, and it was just about health stuff and things like that. I realized maybe I have some limiting beliefs lately about my health that could help me progress. Um, and anyway, I'm doing that. And yeah, man, I mean, I found myself within, you know, four or five minutes. Here I am. I'm in it. And then I just get progressively deeper as it goes on. Um, also using, if you do the guided meditation without anyone listening, finding like the same person on YouTube that you like, there is definitely something to that. Like mm. if it's the same voice. So like, I, yeah. I don't even know this damn dude's name. I feel bad. Um, is it cause it's, I mean, I guess it, I guess it's cause you kind of build this repetition in your brain. I don't know, like the the science behind it, but you, you build like this mold to it kind of like, kind of like how you create habits, I guess the same, the same kind of concept. Like you, 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 you almost like build a bias towards that person's voice where, right. yeah. you know, and you're letting your guard down too. Like for me, like I, I yeah. and I'm open about my flaws. Like I am a control freak. Like it's ridiculous. And I'm trying to get better. Um, meditation for me was hard in that sense. Like I, yeah. I you feel like you're almost, especially a guided one. Um, like you almost feel like, okay, because you are going deep and you are becoming open to suggestion and all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. So you're like voluntarily kind of doing that. And that, and that was tough for me too. So I think hearing someone's voice over and over again, um, it can help with stuff like that. Right. Yeah. When you say you're a control freak, what, like, what do you, like, what do you mean by that? that I mean, I guess you could have different definitions of what that means. Uh, for me, that means I like order and I should say perceived control. Cause we're, I mean, listen, man, solar flare could happen right now and we're all wiped out in five minutes um you know there's no such thing as real control but it's this perceived control of absolute control over my environment my finances my time things like that it's one of my best qualities but it's one of my worst qualities as well yeah sometimes i've projected that onto other people and i'm trying to avoid that the best yeah i find that in in my for me as well sometimes when i think we have we handle like we talked earlier about how either you know, having a routine can be stressful or not having a routine can be stressful. I think that like, I think that we kind of have that in common in the sense that like, I like routine. And I think that when you like, for example, when you talk about being a control freak, like if you go, like, do you have trouble when you, when you travel? Dude, I, I hadn't gotten on a plane until earlier 2019 since I was 11 years old. Because okay. of that. Yeah. Like I have like, I, listen, like I want to travel so much in my, like in my life and I haven't gotten the chance to do it very much yet. But one problem I have is when I do travel, my whole environment is like, war- like warped. It's like, I don't know. It's like, it stresses me out like crazy. I can relate to that a lot, Nick. Like, you know? I don't, I'm not the type of person like, yeah, there's a lot of people like I want to go to the places and experience it, right. but not in the way that most people do it. Like, no, I need my order. Yeah. This is why I like Airbnbs. I only Dude, travel. I haven't yet. I haven't got, I haven't gotten an Airbnb yet. I need to do it. You've never been it. in an Airbnb? No, I don't travel enough. Damn, dude, you got to I don't travel. travel. Dude, we'll, we'll go do something, man. I'll just buy one for half. We got we got to we got to go somewhere, bro. Me you and maybe I, maybe I maybe Greg can come over, along. Yeah, a little over 6 months of my life in Airbnbs now. <laughs> dude, like I I, I can't do the whole, I like to be a spontaneous person, but I can't spontaneous, I can't just be like, like I'm the type of person that tonight, 
like in, in, in an hour and a half, I'm going to sit down on my phone with these on. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm going to get with these, with the glasses on. I'm going to like, I'm going to block out my time tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Not, not too, not too much in detail for tomorrow. Cause it's Christmas Eve and I have family stuff. Sure, sure. But to paint a picture, like it stresses me out that I have family stuff. Cause I, yeah, <laughs> dude, you got a lot of cops, man. Dude, yeah, like it's, <laughs> yeah, right? it's so bad. It's, it's so bad. bad, but it's so good too. I, it's yeah, a good yeah, thing it's too. One of my best and worst qualities. There's pros and cons to it, and people are like, "Yo, why are you freaking out?" Like I'm not like I'm not like here like shivering like I can't, but it's like in my head I'm like like you can see like my my vibration goes down. It, it's a the way I feel like you're um, explaining the exact same thing. Yeah, you're right. No shaking. It's a nagging stress, though. Like, it just right. keeps, okay, damn, 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 I'm, damn. I'm more reactive in that situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, I'll paint a good picture for you. I went to Tampa for a business conference in the uh, October 31st to November 4th or November 3rd or something, whatever, right? And it was in Tampa, and we were at the Marriott, and I was by myself. Like, it, 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 for, the, for anyone else, it would have been the perfect situation. I had the room to myself. My school paid for the hotel, like, like the marketing department at school paid for me to go for the most part. And, the, but the problem, the problem was like, it was like, there was the food situation was like fucked up. Like there wasn't food available and I don't like to like spend dumb money on food every day. And right. I'm like, and, and you know, like there's like a place with like, I ended up getting a quesadilla and I'm like feeling like shit about myself because I ate a quesadilla and yeah. my, and the health is all, all out of whack. And my, like, like you can hear it in my voice. I'm reliving it right now. And it, it's like, I get in a more, you can, obviously I get in a more reactive state like that. Right. Cause I'm not, I'm not in sure. order. And yeah. it's, it's something where like, if I am able to have that order so I can kind of keep my, my routine together and still be able to in like, to enjoy what I'm doing. That's the way I want to travel. It, I could not like, it's probably a more expensive. I don't, I travel. won't stay in a hotel for the same reason that you just described. I need my Airbnb. I always get a kitchen. I'm cooking stuff. And in fairness, man, you got to remember, um, I also didn't go to college. So that's why I was able to like do some of that stuff that, you know, I mean, you're, I mean, you're still in college, right? Like you're not even graduated. I just yet. graduated last Sunday. Oh shit. Well, first of all, congrats. But like, that's yeah, right. I mean, that's, I mean, there's the time that I was able to dedicate six months to being in damn Airbnb. So yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, man. I don't know what it, I don't I don't know what it is, but I'm very goal driven. Obviously, you are too. That, I wanted to ask you, like, are you are you? I don't know. I don't, I don't know all the details or anything, but like, do do you um are you currently doing any kind of like business endeavors with this other than the speaking? And do you plan on doing certain things with the health coach Ev personal brand moving forward? Yeah. Yeah. So I had a few revelations recently, actually. I mean, it's not like they're brand new ideas, but um, honestly, like I know where I'm going over the next five years. Like before it was always like, I could do a year vision fine. And maybe you change that around. It's like, no, I I know exactly where I want to go. I I know I'm rebranding with stuff in the, in January. Um, I had a huge, I'll just be very honest on this because I have no problem with that. Um, mm-hmm. one of the biggest issues that I had was a limiting belief that I didn't realize I was experiencing. So I was coaching people, whatever, coaching great people. And I'm having a great time with these guys and girls. And I'm like, okay, like, it, you know, 
I don't like this though. Like I'm having a great conversation, but I hate the fucking yeah. work. I'm like, dude, you wanted to do this. Why do you hate it? And I'm like, you know why, man? Because you are a sellout with this. You didn't want to do digest the health and you didn't want to do digestive stuff. You wanted to coach people either for mental health or for me, you know, I've had very severe acne in my life and I wanted to do that. Now, here's the thing. The mental health thing's a little different because I get to speak on that. The skin stuff, I experience a breakout here and there. But if you see my pictures from before, this is the, I've never met. I mean this in the most humble way possible. I've never met anyone that was able to make a natural transformation like I was with a case that bad. And yeah. that's what I wanted to do as a coach. But no, I was too afraid to say that on social media and then go meet up with someone in person and see, oh, I got a fucking pimple on my cheek today. Dude, who the fuck cares? Like, so that's going to be the rebranding in the beginning of January. And no, I'm going to be taking that a lot more seriously um, because it integrates perfectly with the speaking. Dude, a full day of speaking, my busiest day is, you know, five hours. And I mean, yeah, that sucks because it's speaking and that's exhausting. But most of the time it's one to two hours, one or two assemblies, you know. So I have all the rest of this day left to schedule things in. Um, and that's what I've been doing, but I really want to take that to the next level. Um, the skin thing? I'm sorry? Is it so you want to do the skin thing? Uh, for sure, man. I love yeah. the holistic health coaching. Man, this is my life. I'm like, yeah. why am I so bored as a coach? I'm like, yeah, dude, because you didn't want to fucking be coaching people with digestive issues, you jackass. Like, go do what you actually wanted to do. Yeah. Like, stop, stop letting – it's just a limiting belief. That's all it was, but it's gone. It's done. Rebrand is about to take place. So and why, why do you think you were – why do you think you – is there a specific reason you were doing digestive health? Well, yes, because I, ha I was, I was, co I had a business coach, um, and it's not really like a coach, but it was a guy that he works with one of the certifications that I have. So he was helping me out right. with the brand and stuff like that. And he's like, "What do you want to do?" And I knew exactly what I wanted to do, but I was too afraid to put it on an email. So I said, yeah. "I don't know, man. Like, what are some common ones?" And he's like, "Well, have you dealt with this type of stuff?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I've, I've had digestive issues, which is true. That's accurate, but that doesn't light me up. Like, my digestive mm. issues have never been something where." you know, I have deep emotional pain because of it and a passion for it. Um, some people do. I mean, some people have had severe IBS, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, whatever. And that is their passion. That's cool. It's not mine. So I let myself do that whole thing. Um, and, you know, you learn. Uh, that's what it is. I mean, I'm still growing every single day. Like I, I hate social media sometimes because I feel like a lot of my friends uh, that I haven't seen for a while talk to me and they're like, oh, dude, you have it all together. I'm like, dude, like I never want to project that by any means. Like, I'm a work in progress till the day I die. Um, and I mean, that's a, I talk about limiting beliefs all the time. And I was sitting here with the biggest one in the world, smacking me and yeah. the something, you know, like, so it happens, but I, I don't, I'm not going to get uh, mad at myself about it anymore. It is what it is. And, and we're going to have fun with that in the new year. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, dude, I th dude, like you, you just have like a lot of passion for this and it's just like, goes like, it just goes and it, it just flows out of you like really naturally. And like, I think that's a super, like, like, that's a huge advantage when a lot of people struggle because they try to get into things and they just kind of force, force it. I think, um, we all were trying to survive. Everyone wants to make money, stuff like that. Nothing yeah, uh, wrong with that. It's just, it's hard to do that with your passion. And, um, I just, uh, I've made certain, you know, sacrifices to be able to pursue, uh, the things that I love because you're not going to get paid for that right away. And, um, yeah, I, I really appreciate you saying that. I, I do consider myself a passionate person. And if that's – man, dude, if I could give anyone anything, it, I would love to figure out how to ignite that in every single we, – we would end every single problem we have on this earth. War, yeah. 
if everyone was living a passionate life, but that's a hard thing to do. I got lucky in a lot of ways. I've done work, but I've also gotten lucky. Right. Yeah. I think it's like, I think it's at the end of the day, it's, it's a matter of like, it's a matter of life or death. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, if you're, you could be alive all you want physically, but um, if you wake up every day and you just kind of like, don't know, you don't know what, what you're kind of awake for. Yeah. Kind of like, absolutely. kind of dead, you know? And it's, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say two of my favorite quotes regarding that thing is, you know, most people die at 25 and get buried at 75. And then another great quote that I heard is that without clearly defined goals, we become strangely loyal to daily trivial things. Mm. Um, and that's what happens, man. We have this structure imposed on us for the first 18 to 20 something years of our life, depending on if we do college or whatever. And then it's like, here we go. And we've been so systematized that we just we right. get into the workforce. We're like, oh, okay, whatever. And then all of a sudden, time goes quick, man. And you're dead. Yeah, it's scary. And then you you're don't dead. don't have that much time. Um, I, yeah, my granddad, I'll give you a little perspective here. And this is giving me a lot of perspective. My granddad is like not doing very well right now, right? All my old family's with, like taking care of him. Like this whole past week, I've been taking care of him, right? Like perspective, right? Perspective, mm -hmm. like you can, like, it's just crazy to think like so many people just wake up and they start complaining right away. Yeah. And I used to be that person. I used to be the person that's like, just like miserable, like just like agitated all the time. Like, and, and like now that I've like kind of took a step outside of that bubble mm -hmm. and I'm looking in, it's like, stop it. Like, I'm, I'm, it's, it's like I'm outside the bubble. I'm outside the this big bubble and I'm outside and they can't hear me and I'm knocking. I'm, not, I'm like, stop doing Like, stop. Yeah. Well, I'm so. like, you know, it's like, that, I guess that's the best way to like, pick like to like put it into perspective for people that are inside the bubble that might be starting to get a little self-aware of it. Right. Cause I know there's people that are like, like kind of in and out, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like it's just like mind boggling to me and like yeah. to bring it back full full circle like that, for example, like my granddad right now, like that's, that's perspective because like it's, I've like over the last week or so I've been, I've like, really internalize the fact that I'm like, I'm, I'm so young and I'm so healthy and like on the, in the day to day, you forget how much, like how privileged you are to even have that. And that's the problem, right? When we're in that, and it's not like it's, we're bad people. It's just when we, we're not thinking about it and we just have these luxuries, it's great. And Nick, honestly, I should have said this in the beginning when we're talking about like the drinking party and stuff like that. I think that is my, Biggest reason I'm able, and again, I'm someone who wants to get away from it, so I don't know, because it's just not, it doesn't work really well for me on my health. Um, mm -hmm. I can see, for better or for worse, so clearly my final days. Like, I can envision that, and I can embody that. And I'm like, yeah. dude, like, that's going, because most people, all right, listen, we all know we're going to die, but it's a different thing to actually, like, say, like, wow, like, no, I'm going to die. I'm not going to be here anymore. And I can picture that. And if that can't motivate someone, I don't know what else can. Because I'm I thinking, what will I want my life to look like? What do I want people to, you know, to say, this is what Evan did? What do I want people, like what's going to be written on my tombstone? You know, like I, 
don't know what this life necessarily means. I mean, I have my thoughts, but I can't be certain about anything. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything after this, nothing or everything after this. Um, I know that I'm here now and I have an opportunity to make my small difference in the world. And that drives me, man. It lights yeah. me up. I just, I'm going to do that while I'm here. So um, I think yeah. that's advantageous as well. Like, and man, I promise that's not a natural thing. Like people can, everyone can find that light and that passion. And that's yeah. just so cool, man. I love talking to other people who have that. It's a vibe, you know, it's like, damn, their light went yeah. off. Their, their red light went off one day too. And yeah, it's like, it, it, it's like, it, it, you, can, you can put a finger on like a lot of different things that like, that like have that low vibration of energy, like, Tomorrow is Monday. It's like, like, and it's like, dude, like, listen, like, and, I, and this is coming from a perspective of someone that like likes to go out, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm not, I don't like drink alcohol, like I'm crazy. Like, I, 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 I mean, I drink a little bit, like here and there, but like, but like, I go out, and like, I'm not upset when it's Monday, to be quite honest with you, right. because like, that it comes full circle, like perspective 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 like every time you go okay it's monday i can't wait till friday that makes the weekend go by that much quicker in your mind and you're in this cycle that's like it's it's almost like you're in this like groundhog's day of hell (laughs) like like that yeah that's gonna be never heard it before that's gonna be that's gonna be for instagram right there that's a good minute that's a that's a good clip right there um like (laughs) <laughs> right that's original and, content man no one dude, ever that was that. good that was good I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna brand that it's gonna be part of my ad copy when i start that company nice get out of the ground dog day of hell yeah it's time everyone's to in the ground dog day of hell yeah i love what uh, you said days of the week though man like that's my goal is like i want a life i don't need a vacation from and i like being right oh like i i'm being Whoa. serious man. monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday they are not different like, I, it's just, all right, I look at my calendar. This is what I need to get done today. Bam, let's go, baby. Like, let's get it. Um, yeah. And sometimes that's bad, though, right? Because a lot of people, like, you know, are, are doing the 9 to 5 thing Monday through Friday. I'm trying to schedule shit Sunday night at, like, 8 p.m. Like, let's get on a call or whatever. They're like, dude, what the fuck? Like, yeah, what's good? <laughs> like, let's wait till Monday. I got my coffee. Yeah. And stuff like that. I'm like, all right, sorry about that. Like, oh, right. But, uh, yeah. Um, but that's just the benefit, man. It's like, and that's. What's so cool about it is when you're living a passionate life, like you don't have to have hit all your wildest goals yet. Everyone's trying to aim for this destination, man. I mean, I, like I've done stuff like drive for Uber on weekends, whatever. And I'm fucking hyped driving for Uber at 1am before I knew about the light stuff really on <laughs> Friday night. And it's like, how are you so hyped? It's like, baby, cause I'm coming, man. Like I'm coming for what I want. Um, yeah. I always say, you probably see my Instagram stories. Like my, I'm not like the positive affirmation thing is a hit or miss. Like you need energy and intention behind it. And like yeah. my line I always tell myself is I'm coming for the gold. And it's like the stupidest thing in the world to everyone else, I guess. But for me, I'm like, I dude, I will literally be in my car, like driving and I'll be having a shit day or whatever. And I think about the stuff that I'm coming for. I'm like, I'm coming, I'm coming for, for the gold. I'll be screaming in the car. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. like, you know, and it's crazy. Cause just, I mean, it's just crazy because what you just said is like pure flow. Even mm-hmm. though you were in a contracted state before that moment, 
in that, like I'm saying, like when you're in the car in that moment, right. you're in a contracted state. You chose to, you had the con, you made, made a conscious decision to get out of that, like that, that, um, that state into a flow state. But like, even, even someone like, even someone that would hear you say that, like screaming that in the car, like I'm coming for the gold. Right. Yeah. Like they would be like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? Right. <laughs> and it's just like, that's what yeah, most man. people would react to that. You're in the car and you're screaming that. What are you, a child? May I, maybe. I yeah, I got exactly. I have a lot, right? But like, it's like, it's it's like I have this mug that says the Mickey Mouse mug. You probably seen on my story. Um, it says, you know, who says we have to grow up? And it's not, it's not, it's like, it's like I use it for symbolism. Like, like that is how to best be an adult. Yeah. Like the the best, the best, the most effective professionals act in a way that children act because children act in a way that allows flow to occur. That's a really, yeah. Well said. Well said. Yeah. You're you know? right. I was not thinking about, Oh, Friday night. I'm ready to go, baby. Like they just wake up, man. They do their thing. They play with the freaking blocks and they build some shit. And if they are thinking about Friday night and going out, it's a part of their enjoyment of their week as a whole. Right. Yes. But to yes. be clear, yes. that is not yeah, better. That's a, that's a big yeah. distinction. Make that we have to make that clear because it's not bad. Like we, like we talked on earlier, it's not bad to go out on Friday night. It's not bad to look forward to Friday night. Give it like, but that's but but that, but that being said, that's only contingent upon you being content with Monday in the first place. Because if you're not being if you're not content with Monday, then we it's kind of clear to us why you're excited for Friday. I, I think it's that's escapism. Yeah, you know. And that's, yeah, that's the biggest key. Are you escaping or are you, you know, just right. have time doing your thing? And right. I mean, yeah, dude, all, all of this stuff, I'm not trying to like, I mean, obviously you follow Gary Vee, but I'm not trying to like quote him or anything. But like, I seriously, I, I do have this thought myself. Like, you know, he's a grinder, man. Like always going out doing his stuff. Like you need to ask yourself though. And this is the problem. Most people have no idea where they're going or what they want. Like we said earlier, like they don't have mm-hmm. the goals and the vision. You need to have the vision so that you can decide if, or excuse me, so you can look at your life and see if the actions that you're taking match it up. Like right. I know for me, the reason I've given up just a lot of that stuff, it's not because there's something wrong. I've given up other stuff like TV as well. TV is not bad. Me too. Yeah, like it's not people bad. People that I'm competing with with certain things, like, dude, I don't have a college education, man. I don't even have a high school diploma. Like a lot of this stuff, you know, I'm, behind, I'm smart, that's great but I'm behind a lot of people. I have health issues that prevent me from doing certain things. Like I can't, I can work really hard if I get my sleep. I can't do 20 hour days, man. Like that kills me. It literally kills me if I get symptoms. So they have the advantage. So I need to do everything else I can and say, you know what? You might have all those things, but you're not going to out-discipline me. And because of that, it's like, and that's just matches my vision. Like my vision is just, I want to win at the highest level. I want to impact at the highest level. And it's not an arrogance thing or trying to be so great to impress others. It's what can I do as a human being yeah. having this human experience? Biology, man. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's human beings are supposed to, like, we're competitive beings. 
And it's not even, it might, yeah. it might not even be coming from a competitive state, but even, even, on a, in, even on an individual level, it's human nature to want to grow to our, for our fullest potential. Yeah, you, you do it's have a point nature. there, though. I, I always say, like, I hate to admit it, but it's like, all right, listen, I'm a heterosexual male. If you take all the women out of the world, a lot of my motivation probably, I'd probably that's do something. That's 100%. Like, <laughs> I don't care. You could, you, like, that's 100%. Yeah. That is 100%. <laughs> And that's just bio. That's like that's just that's us being human beings. Like that's not that's not weird. That's not that's not um, creepy. That not none of that. No. Nah, well, you love this book. Everyone's got to go read Think and Grow Rich and go to uh, the transmutation chapter and, and learn a little bit about that. So yeah. And going back real quickly before we end this, we've been here for a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, <dude>. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh wow. Um, All right. Yeah. Okay. So um, going back to you, like. We need a vision, right? Vision, vision, vision. That, pro that poses a big problem from a majority of people. Sometimes even myself. Mm -hmm. if, if you don't know what you want, it's hard to have a vision, right? And that comes Ultimate with process. this. That is the vision in a lot of ways. <laughs> right? If you don't know what you want, it's hard. Like, right? You can have, a, like, you can have a, like, a physical vision of like what you might like to be. Like, but like, if you don't know what you want for yourself how can you be motivated towards a vision when that like you see what i'm saying and right. so what i like what i think is the best advice for people that don't know what they want quote unquote your vision should be to find what you want fair enough yeah you know it's Absolutely. like it's like be self-aware of where you're at. If you don't know what you're passionate about, if you don't know what you're, if you want, like, if you don't know what you want, I sometimes question if I'm, if I'm sure about what I'm passionate about, right? Same always, here, same thoughts. Yeah, right, but like, if you don't know what you want, then wouldn't it make logical sense to be like, okay, well, at this point in my life, I should be trying to find what I want. Yeah, right, and it's just like, pick fucking something that you even think yeah. you want. Aim at nothing. You're gonna hit it's it. Every the, time. It's right. So. I I made this analogy to my friend who is I I'm kind of mentoring him in a way. He's like one of my closest friends, and and I and I and I kind of have this like mentee mentor relationship at the same time. Even though we're like cool. really good friends, like just naturally. Like I told him because he's like he's like a year behind me. I like to say like I see him and I'm like you're literally what I was a year ago, mm -hmm. and it's like crazy, right? And like I just told him like. Stop spinning in circles. Stop going like this and looking and all and start walking. And once you start walking, you're going to start realizing, oh, this might be the wrong direction. And then you're going to turn. And you're going to turn. And then you keep walking. But if you just keep turning and looking in each direction every single day, nothing's going to happen. You're gonna die. Yeah, I wish people could see that because I love the. Uh, You're gonna die. You're gonna die. I love the. No, movement. that was good. That was good. I'm gonna clip that up, and we're gonna make that a video. That yeah, I would good. post that one. Yeah, cool. yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. good. It's a good it's thing like, to say though, because that's the thing. Yeah. It's like nowadays, like, all right. Do I think at least this is what I want? Yes. And then you're right, because then you're moving in that direction, and you're probably pretty close. So you course correct a little bit. Either I way. I have the health coaching business now. I know how to run a health coaching business. I thought I knew what I wanted. Cool, this course correction is going to take me a month. It took me a year to set up the health coaching stuff, to be honest. So it worked out, you know? You have two options, right? You either move or you stay. 
right? If you stay, nothing good's going to happen. If you just don't move at all, nothing's going to happen, right? So, yeah. or you can move and potentially find what you're going, what you're, what you're looking for. Right. That takes courage. It's it definitely away table, from the norm. Right? You got to, what, which one, it's obvious that the one makes sense where you're moving and actually looking for something versus just looking, I mean, and this is where comparing yourself to others comes into play and then that leading to all this, all this shit, right? Like, I think it's just a, a matter of understanding that you need to start doing stuff, period. Right. Because if you don't, you're never going to find it. You know? I completely agree, yeah. But you just got to like, like start the process. And yeah. is that and the lack of any vision is – that'll wipe out 90% of the competitors in the race before they even get in. Then you get in and you have a whole other fucking crazy – talented smart people to deal with but i mean most people never even leave uh to start the race so mm. <laughs> you, you know you cut off a bunch of people just like that i gotta ask you i'm not i mean i'm not trying to get the whole thing but uh and i i hate to reverse but i gotta ask like what motivates you like what makes you a motivated person you think dude um that's a great question and it's hard to answer to be honest with you like i have been through some stuff in my life that has and i think this applies to certain people like certain people that have like a chip on their so- shoulder and it might not be the most like the healthiest way to go about trying to achieve something. Right. But I think there is something to be said about having a chip on your shoulder. Um, and I appreciate your honesty because every single person I know that I follow that's successful has that and doesn't admit it. So yeah. Props. Because you, you can't tell me it's not a bad thing, man. You just can't let it dominate you. Like, of course yeah. there's a competitive nature in this. Like, mm-hmm you're not going to be motivated to do it otherwise. Like it's a great thing. That's what keeps yeah. human beings thriving. It's what keeps us creating and innovating. It's not bad. It's just bad when we let it consume us. And unfortunately there's many people at the top that uh, allow that. I'm thinking of one of the people that, uh, you know, is a shark on shark tank. They may have gotten a little over their head with the ego and stuff like that, but <laughs> you know, some of the people are the most humble people in the world, but yeah, they yeah. want to win. And so, I would yeah. say, I would say my, the situations I found myself in have um, given have really presented me with two options: to stay a victim or or dig myself out of a hole that I created for myself. And I think that you maybe have found yourself in a similar situation. Maybe, maybe not. Um, uh, word, word, man. Yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's a it's a it's a thing where like coming from a place where I had so much self-doubt and just had so much like self-esteem issues and social anxiety, whatever you want to call it, like a mix of different things and just feeling like an an inferior human being to other people. Yes. Like you can, like if, if, think about this, like if I had one kind of spark in my mind, you can see how I may have like really like just exploded out of that hole. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a match was lit at the bottom of that hole. It was like, get the fuck out of this hole. <laughs> That's awesome. Right? Yeah. And it's like, it's I'm just being honest. Right. I like to be, I like to be honest because I think it can help other people. And I think like, you know, like for example, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, you know, this marketing business now. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. Would I be doing this if I, if I didn't want to build financial freedom? No. What would I do? What would I be doing? 
I would be teaching people probably um, how to meditate and do that, that kind of thing, which is going to become a business anyway, and either way. Right. Yeah. yeah there's levels, man. Like we got all levels to this shit. Yeah. And like, and it, it's almost, it's almost like it almost, it, I don't know. I guess it bothers me sometimes how people are like, you can't do something if you're not passionate about it. Well, if you're passionate about self-development as a whole and, and kind of rising like a Phoenix in your life and, and really growing as a human being, well, that, I mean, that drives everything as, in, as a whole right. in your life, right? So I don't, I, I don't necessarily agree with the, with the phrase like, uh, you know, if you're not passionate about the specific thing you're doing, you're never, you can't really be successful. Well, I think that's bullshit, in my personal opinion, because, I mean, I'm not sure if anyone's like so, um, like, so amazingly passionate about real estate or find, like, like you, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're like, passionate about winning, <laughs> Like, <laughs> right, they're passionate about winning. You like to win. You want to fucking win every day. You're gonna get up and fucking win, right? Yeah. You might not like fucking doing certain tactical things in the process, right? But you like you like to win. You like to you like to get up and be the best per human being you you can you can be. If you're right. if you're not if you're not passionate about that to begin with, start with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The goal. It's really well said because the goal is like I, I'm always looking at it like this. All right. I got to do some shit. I obviously do not fully want to be doing like even right now. Like, yeah, man, like I, I mean, I wake up at 5am. That's great. But like, I don't want to be out the door at 530 in the morning to go speak. I want to be in demand enough that I go in the middle of the afternoon after I did my whole nice long morning and I go do that. Guess what? That's not what we're doing right now. Right? Like I want speaking gigs five days a week, 52 weeks out of the year. I don't have that yet. Like we're working towards that. So we have to yeah. do other stuff. But the biggest thing I think is, when we're working towards what we want, and the truth is, we're all, that's a ladder. Like, it's always going to be coming more optimal, more optimal, more optimal, I think. Um, the biggest thing I try to do is, like, let's try not to be doing something I hate. And that just right. makes angry and pissy and whatever. Like, find, like, for me, you know, um, working, like, construction or something would be, like, a 2 out of 10. Like, I would hate that. I hate manual labor. Oh, my God. Yeah, I am not the guy to be freaking picking shit up like my mom my, my family always always made fun of me like my mom would used to like videotape me like raking the leaves when i was younger i'd be like uh, uh. like this like no interest at like obviously it's not fun to break the leaves but like i'm just like like kill me now while i'm breaking these leaves because i like i don't like this is something i can't bear right right, right? it's like almost like it's almost like how is he like not able to like rake the leaves. He can like cook food and like, it's just like a natural thing. Like some people like to, some, some people like will like to rake the leaves more than me. Dude, yeah, my dad's been fucking great. Hardscaping since yeah. 17. He out, he's out there looking like he's having the time of his life with his damn I used to, I, I used to do, do you know David, Tur you know David Tursich? Um, Jeff Tursich's nah. little brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did yeah. landscaping for him uh, a couple of years ago. Um, did I started with weed whacking? I fucking hated it, mm -hmm. like dragging that shit around. Right, got right. on the zero turn. I was having the time of my life, baby. <laughs> I like to, I like to, <laughs> like, so, dude, I to my music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just like, I like to, I like to play with my mind. I just use my mind to like have the effects. Like when I, when I'm at a certain place, like you know, I'm gonna be having people like doing my laundry for me, right? Like. I, I think that's like, smart. 
but right optimize your life that's optimizing time and so long story short Evan and I have found that we are very similar on this podcast and uh, yeah, holy crap, man, we went in. That's awesome. Yeah. So we're going to, we'll, we'll end it uh, here, but dude, this is fun, man. I, I don't, I don't even know. We're going to, we have to meet up dude and, and do something yeah. because uh, totally down. And this is, yeah, this is funny because for those who don't realize like, I mean, me and you have definitely never talked for more than like 10 minutes, like maybe at the gym or something like that. So like, no, like it's minutes. cool when you do something like this and we're almost meeting each other uh, as yeah. well. So it makes sure. it much more authentic. This was awesome. Thank you so much for having me, man. You, you got it, bro. And for, you know, the people that are watching that are stuck because I hear it on a daily basis and I see it and it makes me want to cry, um, start walking. Whether you're going in the right direction or not, uh, Evan will agree with this, I think. And uh, just start walking. Even if you're – even if you have to make a 180 um, flip tomorrow or next year or whatever – Right. Walking in the wrong direction is more fun than sitting still and, you know, being miserable. So, yeah, you know, you have the experience to think yeah, about experience. things that excite you, like the things that get you excited and a little scared. That's usually my goal is if it scares and excites me at the same time, probably go in the right direction. So yeah, start. All right, we're going to end it here. This was a lot of fun. Um, Evan, I appreciate you coming on and giving me like almost two hours every time. Dude, all what good, man. That, what was that worth? Like $10,000? Not quite yet. <laughs> it is fun. Speaking's a good industry if you stick through it and get into it. So. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right. This has been episode six. Um, I look forward to the next year and a half. This is exciting to be – It's ex, Evan, Evan, it's exciting to be alive right now. Um, you know, we all have our up and, ups and downs, but um, – Having, having passion for self-development, having passion for growth is something that I will always be passionate about. Um, and I hope you all find that along this journey as we do. So.